You are listening to the True Politics Podcast. I'm your host, Gerald Xavier, with my friend and co-host, Andrew Silva. What's going on, buddy? How's it going, man? I'm good. You know, just another day in lockdown, trying to keep myself entertained at this point. Um, how about you? How's everything out in, uh, in La La Land? Everything is La La fantastic. Uh, gorgeous day here. Um, and, uh, today I was hoping we could talk about some of what's been going on in the Twitter sphere between Elon Musk talking about being red pilled, Joe Biden saying that if you have trouble deciding to vote for him, uh, your skin color, lots going on in the, uh, political sphere. So maybe we can kick it off by talking about, uh, what you see in uh, Elon Musk's tweets and what you see going on in the, uh, the whole situation there. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's kind of uh, certainly like a, 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 I think, kind of a hilarious moment that, like, the, I don't know, the powers that be have been so ridiculous the past several months, like, just with the lockdown and, like, the rhetoric that's out there that it took, like, even CEOs of, incredibly um incredibly well-known brands and companies are like you know yeah i mean basically when he says oh i'm red pilled is he's saying i've come to grips to understand that this is all ridiculous and most of you are full of shit in one way or the other and i just think it's funny that like and he says that and i mean yeah there's some people reacted like oh my god what's he saying but you know most normal people i think more in like our line of thinking i'll say like normal people that are just kind of like, ah, I think these guys are full of shit are kind of like, Oh dude, Hey, welcome, welcome to our team. I, I appreciate you joining us. So I thought it was kind of cool that he was willing to, I don't know, call bullshit on everyone personally. How about you? Well, yeah, no, I, um, I always appreciate Elon tweets because they're a mix. I mean, you saw, I don't know if you saw the what he he names his kid it's like some yeah. combination of symbols and it, it's stuff like that i like that he's such a unique personality but yeah. um the the whole red pill thing was interesting because for, for people who don't know the red pill is a metaphor in the matrix right mm -hmm. and basically what happens is neo who is the chosen one in the matrix is uh, suspicious that the world around him is off, that something isn't right. And so he goes down this rabbit hole discovery where he meets Morpheus, who is this sort of mysterious figure, mm -hmm. basically takes him into a room and says, look, the suspicion that you've had about the world, that it's not how you believe uh, is true, but can't explain it to you you have to see it for yourself. And Morpheus gives Neo the choice of either taking a red pill or a blue pill. The blue pill is the one where he says he wakes up and he forgets that he ever met Morpheus. He basically goes back to living his life in blissful ignorance and continues on the path that he is on in his nine to five job, doing his uh, sweet time and always wondering there's something else going on and of course the red pill is the one that spoiler alert 
alert he chooses. Mm -hmm. And that is the pill where he wakes up and he's in the real world where he mm -hmm. actually sees what's going on behind the scenes of his everyday life. Right. Right. So interesting about that to me is that one of the writers uh, who transitioned was, was uh, once a man now is a woman. Her name's uh, Lisa Wachowski uh, oh, okay. responded to, yeah, responded to both uh, Elon Musk and Ivanka Trump uh, basically just saying, fuck you both. Like yeah, right, point yeah. blank, just not taking any shit. Mm -hmm. And I was just really curious about, because I love the metaphor. Uh, mm -hmm. I think it's really accurate for following your curiosity and for deciding on like what kind of information you want to take in. Mm -hmm. uh, and I wonder like what was going on, especially in, in Lisa Wachowski's head, because uh, the issue I think with the whole red pull narrative is that people say it's, it's been, uh, and I think it was something that, that stupid tweet that the, the New York Times did about like Tesla owners grappling with the possibility that, yeah. that their Tesla ownership has like a new meaning <laughs> that like now it's some kind of like right wing crazy thing. Right. Yeah. And so that's, that's the issue that I think um, a lot of people have with, you know, the statement of take the pill is that it's, it's now associated with some uh, like questionable political movements of the alt right. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, then people have all these things about it being racist, sexist, misogynist, etc. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, there's a lot to unpack there. Oh, uh, and, and the thing that I'm, I'm really wondering is like, mm -hmm. if you didn't want that to be a metaphor for people to seek truth, and to me, that's what Elon Musk is saying when he's like, take the red pill. He's like, mm -hmm. you know, find out what's really going on mm -hmm. um so I, i'm just curious like if that is like how it became something so divisive something that's so like people i mean people freaked out about it like i think he had to go on joe rogan like he he basically was it, they were calling it a i have to prove my sanity interview where he like well, I think he, I think he, tweeted that, I think he tweeted that after his um, most recent appearance. I think he. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. So. Right. You're right. Yeah. It was the it, it was the one where he was saying he was going to sell all his houses. Yeah, that one. I mean, which again, probably. I mean. Questionable. I can I can appreciate that uh, that sentiment he's saying, but like, dude, you're worth like. $80 billion. Don't, you know, just enjoy, enjoy your money. Man. But, uh, yeah, I think it's, um, uh, kind of, how can I put this? Like you'd think that a guy like Elon Musk, so let's just, let's just put it this way. So, um, the people who are like, uh, what's that, what's the name of that? Was it the director or a writer for the matrix that, that tweeted back, uh, Lisa, whatever. Right. Okay. Yeah. And you said that was actually a, some someone who transitioned 
from being a man to a woman. Is, did you say that? Yep. Yep. I didn't know that. Actually, it's funny you say that because I, I was surprised when I saw like a female's name and they said, you know, directed the matrix because I know it's always such a like hot button topic in Hollywood that like there's not enough female directors. And I would assume if a female had directed that movie, I would, I would know because they'd be like, mm. pumping it out there. So that, that, that explains, I mean, that's like an asshole. That explains a lot to me actually. But, um, and I just think it's funny that like, you'd think if I said to you, Hey, a uh, Hollywood elite that transitioned to being, um, a female and clearly, I mean, couldn't tell you, like never listened to the person say anything other than telling Ivanka Trump and Elon Musk to fuck off. But I'm assuming serious lefty Democrat type. I mean, you know, like think of what Elon Musk's companies are like his most famous brand is Tesla. And then he also, I believe, um, owns or founded or whatever solar city. It's like renewable and like renewable energy, zero emission vehicles. Like that's, that's his thing. And then his, his Hyperloop project is supposed to be, you know, a, that next step in, in mass transportation and all that. And it's like, you guys should love this fucking guy. Like, you should think he's a king. Like, he's taking his money, his genius, his, his ability to, to, to earn and build his empire. And instead of doing it with, like, you know, the evil oil or whatever they hate, he's doing it with something they should like. I mean... But he didn't, you know, he used the term red pill and basically called out, like, in my opinion, like, okay, the guy's a California guy. He didn't like the fact that his factory in, I believe it's Northern California, like San Francisco-ish area was, couldn't work and was basically like, you know, pulled, you know, you know, put his junk on the table and was like, yeah, I, either we're working or I'm pulling out of your fucking state, like end of discussion. And nobody liked that because like, whoa, no, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. That's not, that's not how it works here. Like there's a, a, a chain of command, so to speak. Like we all bow down to the, the lefty ideology and California's government is the pinnacle or whatever. And he didn't toe the line on something and that just, you know, everyone had to call him out on it. And it's like, what do you, like this guy's a, actually a legitimate champion of one of your major causes, um, climate change. Like he, he was, I mean, yeah, I guess he's trying to make money off it, but he's legitimately trying to come up with solutions for it. And you didn't like it because he wrote, I took the red pill, basically saying like, yeah, the California government doesn't know what the fuck it's doing, which if you've watched Gavin Newsom talk at all, I'm pretty sure Gavin Newsom has a fucking, has a goddamn thumb drive put in the back of his head every day so he can like give his speed. That guy, that guy's a robot for the <laughs> record. That guy's a robot. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like, why, like, it's just very revealing that it's like, oh, he didn't, he didn't check one box on your giant list of requirements to be on your team. So now you gotta like, uh, what's your, the, the director or whatever she is with the, the matrix is telling the fuck off. The New York times is writing just dumb. I mean, just a dumb article. Like that's just yeah. a dumb fucking, oh, just ordered that. Listen. Tesla, maybe there's four Tesla owners that are like, yeah, I really wonder why he's saying this with the red pill. And that's the four they talk to. Like, come on, nobody, I never once when I purchased a car was like, you know what? I heard the, uh, the CEO of Hyundai has uh, some really odd views on Pizzagate. Maybe I shouldn't buy this. Like I never, I never said that. Like you're just making shit up. Like th that is, 
as much as I think the New York Times is full of shit, like at least be above that. Like let's get back to lying about wars and how we should run the economy and who should be president. Like let's not dive into this Tesla owner stuff. I, I don't know. I just, I found it very revealing. Like, Oh, okay. Like you guys are all full of shit. As I've said several, several times in our discussions, like all that, powers that be lefty elitist stuff like you're all just full of shit you're, you're, you know yeah no it's interesting that i'm looking at the tweet it had almost thirty six thousand replies mm-hmm. and some people were legitimately uh like upset like upset it, it's it's really wild um and it's funny Michael Malice is in there saying I'm expecting you, uh, which I think Michael, Michael Malice, Malice is a... I, I, Michael Malice is a great Twitter follow, man. Yeah, it seems like he has, I guess he wrote the, um, the uh, Kim Jong-il, the unauthorized uh, biography about him. Yeah, he's like, uh, if you ever... It's very interesting. Yeah, if you ever want to have like, he wrote a new book too. I believe it's called The New Right, where he kind of dives yeah. into like, I, I don't know, I haven't read it. I've heard him give a couple of interviews on it. I think he kind of dives into a little bit of the alt-right thing and like why that's mm. about. Like he's he's like, you know, he's he's one of those classic guys that like, if you listen to him talk, you're like, this guy's the farthest thing from a, I don't know, alt-right or Nazi, whatever the, the fuck yeah. is that people use. He's the farthest thing from what you'd ever, you'd ever um, think. But because he happens to like question, you know, authoritarian left type stuff or like the cliche lefty type stuff, it's like, yeah, this guy, yeah, he can't be trusted. It's like, he's, he's a really good person to like, you know, read some of his, I mean, his tweets are kind of like, he's more so just trolling a bunch of, crazy lefty types, but his interview is fantastic interview. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny. I, I was reading recently, it goes back to the whole red pill, like, uh, people getting upset yeah. over it. I was reading something about how, uh, basically how conservatives and liberals respond to, uh, the, the opposition and, it, it, it's in this book, The Righteous Mind, which I've been all about recently. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's basically like why good people are divided by politics and religion. And he basically talks about how the left, for whatever reason, I, uh, he actually does go into the reason, which I can explain, but he says that the left is almost, is more frequently wrong about and like overstates and has trouble predicting what other political beliefs uh, actually think is important Mm -hmm. uh, because, and and the reason why is because they have a, basically a such a focus on caring for oppressed people that Mm -hmm. anything that is automatically seen as being this, like, you're just like, uh, uh, heartless bastard basically yeah, right uh, even though conservative basically like the conservative matrix is you know like red pill is like okay well there are things like um, 
like traditions to consider and uh, like the social capital of society and how people get along and um, like authority does matter and, and things like this. So like they've got these, these it's from, from the book and it's funny because the author is uh, a liberal, but he says like basically what we found is that conservatives have a more multi-dimensional perspective on mm -hmm. what politics yeah should do um and liberals uh don't so every time uh, like and and by liberals we're basically talking about like the traditional left like what we're yeah right um and so because because they like don't see that these other pillars of government are important or these these like uh aspects of morality they just like that they're much more likely to um, misjudge and like miscategorize uh, political opinions that are different from their own. Mm -hmm. So it was it was interesting to see that uh, it, because I mean you say take the red pill and it's like it could mean anything. Obviously, it's been it's been taken to mean. Uh, something that's super loaded with, I mean, it, Red Pill has all this. Um, if you go on like internet forums, you'll see some oh, like yeah. pretty intense stuff. You know, like <laughs> yeah. it, it can get yeah. it can get pretty far. Yeah. You can make it, <laughs> you can get out there. Like, like you, you, if you like uh, said to yourself, like, yeah, you know what, I I like what Elon Musk said. I think I'm Red Pill too. And then you like go down the wrong, you know, go down the rabbit hole. Like, Whoa, I I fucked up. I'm not you know, <laughs> like this guy. This guy needs to not see the light. We need to lock that man in his basement. Like you need to never leave your house, type of stuff. But um, yeah. I, I do think it's like uh, the problem. The problem, honestly, I, I really think the biggest issue with like red pill versus blue pill, even though uh, there might be a little truth to like what I'm opposing here is we associate the color red with the, you know, the right or conservative or yeah. whatever. We associate the color blue with not. So it's like, if you're, you know, a, a blue lefty and someone's like, well, a blue pill, if you're blue pill, that means you're just kind of like a, what's the word I'm looking for? You're kind of like, just like a little, a little NPC. Like I just do what I'm told type thing. Like, so you immediately associate with, you know, blue pill means that you're a lefty and red pill means you're ready. And really like, I mean, you could easily make cases to say someone is red pilled against the right. Like sure. We're like traditional, um, like tr you know, traditional Republican values or conservative values that like small government. And we're not gonna, we're not going to infringe on people's rights and whatever, you know, all that talking point bullshit. And it's like Donald Trump, Republican president has spent, more money in one term than Barack Obama, the previous, the previous highest spender as a president did in eight years. And it's like his, his four years isn't even done yet. And it's like, I thought you guys were small government. I thought you guys were not going to like your bail. I mean, they've spent, what's it? The two bailouts, the bailout packages they've done since this COVID-19 ridiculousness. I think it's like 2.2 trillion and three trillion. Like, over five trillion dollars in in three let's just say three months five trillion dollars in three months they've spent and like you're supposed you're the president of the united states you have the majority in the senate you what 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 are you doing like 
there's a red pill. So there's a red pill against Republicans for anyone that mm-hmm. thinks it's a strictly right left term. It's like, no, it's just yeah. trying to point out that that like government upper crust um, level of society is like kind of, kind of evil and not out for you. Like that's really what it's supposed to mean. Like they're not for progress and helping someone out or, or whatever. They're about making sure their power is maintained. You know what I mean? Like if you're, so if you're Gavin Newsom, if you're a democratic governor, who's all for not, I, I won't go into the robot rant, but if you're a democratic governor, who's into, you know, uh, all, um, clean energy and all this stuff, like you should be encouraging Elon Musk to stay and, and be this, you know, be like the beacon of industry in California as much as possible. And it's like, you know, he has to like threaten to leave in order to be able to operate his factory. It's like, you're not, you're not about that. That's just your, that's just the avenue you went to get power. That's just the avenue you're using to make sure like, I'm still the guy, I'm still the governor of California, or I'm still whatever the, the congresswoman he was arguing with in that district, I, I forgot her name. Like that, that's all you're doing. You're just using that as your way to get to the, get to the top. So mm. I, mean, I don't know. That's, that's really what red pill means. It's like those people that are saying they're out for your benefit are not out for your benefit. That's interesting. Well, I mean, that's what red pill means to you. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. That's what it means to me. I, I yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I definitely agree that, well, for one thing, I mean, it's, it's clear that the, the blue red, uh, being, you know, Democrat versus Republican, it's, yeah. it's pretty, uh, it's pretty quick comparisons to make right and then all of a sudden it becomes a symbol for something that it was never originally meant to represent right uh because you absolutely could still be a like for instance i have some progressive and liberal beliefs Mm -hmm. i would say i but but i also would say like i like in any chance possible like if if i choose between ignorance and truth i choose the truth right mm-hmm. like so in that sense i would you know follow that follow the white rabbit so to speak right so right. the so so it's it's interesting because uh people like it goes back to the thing that like people just get triggered like right off the bat and it's not even like they see uh, they see take the red pill on on his Twitter or anywhere for that matter. And they're like, Oh, fuck that. Or vice versa. They're like, hell yeah. And it's like, you know, everybody assigns their own meaning to that word. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, the, 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 the core of it is, is really just the, the difference between like unpleasant truth and uh, blissful ignorance. Right. So um, in, in, as far as your experience goes it's your belief if uh i'm picking up what you're putting down that the unpleasant truth is that politicians people basically big government is mm-hmm. not in the best interest of, of the people the yeah. people who vote yeah of the people essentially yeah um which um it's definitely possible, you know? Yeah. I mean, um, I would say, like, my best comparison for um, 
like big government is like if you're a big business, right? You're you're selling a product like I have the best product. The businesses might even know it's not true. Like, oh, I know I don't have the best car, but they're never going to put that in their ad, right? They're going to say like, we have the best, you know, Chevy and Ford, both of them, you know, claim to have the best pickup truck, but I mean, one of them has the better pickup truck. I mean, I suppose it's, it's fairly subjective depending on what your tastes are or whatever, but like somebody has a better pickup truck than the other one overall. If we actually found out some formula, Ford has the best one or Chevy has the best one. And so like politicians or big government is trying to sell you like we provide a better life for you than a lack of government would or a lack of some authoritarian big brother power would like we are the ones that know better and it's like i mean i get like a ton of, i used to think that type but like i when i was younger i used to think like oh yeah Paul, yo, he's a senator he must be a bit oh he's the president of the United state this guy's the head of the fbi and it's like no, they're no, they don't. I'll, I'll, I can confidently tell anyone on earth that I can run my life better than Nancy Pelosi can. I will, you will never convince me otherwise at this point in my life. And to me, that's like a red pill thing is like when you realize you are have you have much more control, or like a small community, a small group has much, uh, much better uh, control and um, intentions. For how to live their lives and how to you know move forward than some jerk off that sits in a some chair in Washington D.C. Like that's I mean that's not like I, I mean let's just be honest I mean if you live in uh, who are the who are the the senators from California I know Nancy Pelosi is the Speaker of the House but who are the senators do you know don't know yeah well okay so Nancy Pelosi politics. <laughs> Since, uh, since it's more of a theory thing than actual facts. Um, so we'll use Nancy Pelosi. She's a California politician. Do you think the best interest in your life and living a good, moral, successful life, do you, who do you think would be better at doing that for Gerald, you or Nancy Pelosi? Well, I, I mean, that's obviously... Right, right, right. I mean, yes, the clearly, clearly that. And my, so my point is, like, why do we... But I think that's also people so much like clout and power and take what they say as gospel. Like, no, I think that's a good, that's a good segue into the interview Joe Biden had with ridiculous. Yeah. Because one of the things that uh, Charlemagne the God, aside from the, um, the headline, which I mean, if you haven't seen the clip, uh, I mean, if people listening, it's Joe Biden basically said to one of Charlemagne the God's questions that if you have trouble deciding if you are for Trump or you're for Biden, then then you ain't black. Is is like almost verbatim what yeah. Joe Biden said. Yeah, uh, which we can and, we can unpack what's wrong with that statement for oh yeah a while and we will for sure yeah but. The the interesting thing about the interview and why that was so and why that's just blatantly insulting uh, is that Charlemagne the God was basically talking about and asking Joe Biden not about how to vote based on the color of your skin, mm-hmm. which is one of the most fucked up. Uh, like the fact that Joe Biden said that is, I, I mean, at this point, it's like. You could say whatever you want about 
either candidate and what they've said. And it's just like, I, it's almost like we're like clown world is in full effect right now because of what, <laughs> yeah. just like all this, yes. uh, the, the ridiculous things coming out of politicians' mouths in 2020. But he was really asking him in a, in a very straightforward, uh, blunt, and he's actually one of my favorite interviewers, whether he's interviewing a artist or obviously in this case, uh, presidential candidate, uh, he was asking him, like, what can we do? What is the uh, government going to do? What is your plan to help the black community? Mm-hmm. And it's it's really interesting. He was going into maybe getting a, um, making a suggestion, like maybe get a uh, uh, black female vice president, something right. along those lines, right. because they would pay uh, more more attention and, and provide more care to the black community. But it, there is this, basically the, the whole sentiment uh, is, is very layered because it's like, what you're saying is basically that for anyone uh, who votes, the real the real vote you're making is like in your day-to-day life basically yeah. and like how do you exercise your liberty so that you are making gains so that you're taking control so that you are uh in a better position mm-hmm. but at the same time if you ask the typically like the left person that we're talking about who has that one real sacred belief of the most important thing is to aid the oppressed and mm-hmm. to make sure that systematic oppression doesn't happen. And uh, of course, I mean, there's probably no other group that has been more oppressed historically in the United States than, than the black community, right? Yeah, so it's, sure. it's, sure. a really, it's a really interesting, um, and, and it's such a shame too that, that Joe Biden's response, he, he, you know, like he could have said, what I just said, and then actually gone into some solutions yes. or like some ideas for yes. how to actually manage that tension. Mm-hmm. But instead he said, hey, <laughs> if you have trouble deciding if you're for me or not, then you like literally unbelievable. But uh, I, I wonder, cause you were, you were really going into that and I, I'd be curious to hear what your thoughts are. Yeah, I mean, that's just a, like kind of what I was saying, the um, uh, big government, they're like selling you their product. So like, I mean, I can get a little more, you know, let's just, Joe Biden is basically telling them like, hey, I'll give you more because I'm a Democratic president than I'm a Republican president because you're black is what he's really saying. And obviously he's just saying that because he wants people's votes and he wants to get elected. I, I don't want to get into the, you know, if the man's genuinely evil or not, and I've never spoken to the guy. I think he's, honestly, I think at this point, first of all, I want him to be on a debate stage with Donald Trump because it'll be the most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life. That would be unbelievable. They'll listen, watch him try to say what you want about Donald Trump. Say what you want about him. Guy's a piece of shit. I agree. He would absolutely embarrass Joe Biden for however long a debate normally lasts, two hours, I'm assuming. For two hours, that man would be humiliated on national television. It'd be unbelievable. However, I, I do think the guy's genuinely like losing his mind. Like, why are you, you know, why is someone in Joe Biden's campaign allowing him to be interviewed by Charlemagne the God? 
That guy's a bright guy, great interview. He's not afraid to like push you a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. Why would you, I mean, the fact that he can't get that interview is the fact that he shouldn't be president to whomever's going to vote for him. The man shouldn't be president, but why would you accept that? Like, you know, the guy, I mean, there, there was a funny clip. Uh, it was at, like the, the beginning of the democratic primary stuff. And Elizabeth Warren went on. I, I believe she was, it was Trump in the God. I believe if I, if it's not whomever interviewed her and asked this question, I apologize, but I'm like 99% sure it was him. And he like straight up asked her like, like, why did you think you're in an, in- why did you think you're an Indian? Like, why? I mean, you were one, whatever the percent, one, one thousandth Native American. Whatever. He's like, why did you think that? Like, clearly you're not. And she, you know, gave some stupid fucking Elizabeth Warren answer of like, well, you know, my mommy and my daddy said this. And I believe, and he's just like, yeah, no, but seriously though, like at some point you had to look in the mirror and be like, I'm, I'm not. and she kept like giving this dumb answer. And he kept being like, I don't, I really think that you actually thought like basically saying like you had to at one point know you're full of shit and then just decide, Oh, well I've come this far. I might as well keep roll, rolling with it. And you know, obviously she kept like, yeah. but, so that guy, you're going to send Joe Biden who, who hasn't had a clear sentence in three years. You're going to send him into NBA interview by that guy. And so that terrible, terrible campaign decision, whomever made that decision, ter- terrible campaign. Move. But that's what Joe Biden's selling. He's selling, he thinks he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to give you more. And really what's like, if you take five seconds to think about it, what's offensive about that, what's like truly offensive is like, you're saying, hey, black community, you need me to take care of you. It's like, if I, if I walked up to some random guy on the street, some random black guy on the street and said, hey, you need an old 75 year old white guy to take care of you? He'd, punch me in the fucking mouth. Rightfully so. He punched me in the mouth. And it's like, that's what Joe Biden's saying. So it's like, <laughs> how can anyone yeah. like think this guy's out for anyone's like actual best interests? Like if you think, and, and those who are saying like, Oh yeah, Joe Biden is saying that a, a certain group of people is incapable of getting ahead in life themselves. They need my, or the Democrat, whatever they need my help to do it. And it's like, that's incredibly offensive. That's, that's more offensive than anything Donald Trump is. I mean, Donald Trump says dumb shit all the time. Like, but Don, I, Donald Trump reminds me of like your dumb drunk uncle at like Thanksgiving dinner, like just spouting off saying nonsense, not thinking of anything, but it's not, it's like, whatever. Okay. Joe Biden's like literally saying like this, these people need our institution to get ahead in life. Cause if we, they didn't, they'd be done. And it's like, uh, str- strongly disagree or strongly disagree, I guess. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, I was looking at some old clips like, like they they always do these side by sides of like you know you, one candidate says something stupid so they they like cut to what did the other candidate say and back when Trump was on the campaign trail I think his call to action was like uh, it was basically like what have you got to lose by trying me mm-hmm. and you know it's like. It, you know what what the the real difference is like offensiveness and and uh just uh ignorance aside it's really uh there's a tone deafness to what biden says that um i think like the reason why trump is able to resonate with at least you know the people who elected him uh is that he is, he's resonating 
with their frustrations, you know, their, their desires, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and what Biden is really lacking is he's going for this surface level. I mean, the most surface level aspect of a human literally being, someone's okay, surface, like, yeah. yeah, literally the, the, like, like not even, uh, an ideology, not even just like, Hey, this is what we believe not something that people can rally around and, and get excited about literally saying, Hey, if you uh, are this shade or darker, mm-hmm. I'm your guy. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> wow. All right. Like, yeah, like this is, this is not good. So, um, yeah. So it, it's funny because when we're talking about blue pill, red pill, Biden and, and this whole situation, it's very much that like, like I'm I'm seeing more and more, at least in in the mainstream, that like it, it's almost like the uh, it's like the the like paper mache walls are like falling down, and you're seeing what's happening behind the the facade, mm-hmm. and the facade being that like if you're completely ignorant and you actually were to listen to uh, what Biden says and say, okay, I'm I'm you know, and, and I wouldn't suppose that anyone would actually say, oh, okay, if I have, like, if I'll just listen to Biden and, and do what he says, like, very few people will, I think just about every reply on Twitter that I saw was somebody being like, this guy is ridiculous. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. no chance yeah. that I'm just going to take that at face value. And uh, so in a, in a funny way, like, even though the idea of uh, the red pill is uh, still has controversial connotations and even the former or even the writer of the matrix is triggered by, um, triggered by the statement for, you know, for, I'm, I'm sure that, uh, the, the road from everything I've seen about transitioning, not to get on a tangent, but it's gotta be extremely difficult. Like very, very intense experience. Yeah, I can't even. How do you want to phrase that? How do you want to view that? It's got to be like a pretty wild ride in your mind of what's going on. Yeah, yeah, and so and and uh, the last thing you probably want is some uh, some billionaire and, and the daughter of the president who is has said questionable things to a lot yeah. of different people um, yeah. to to say yeah you know, but. Um, it's i hope that with the uh with how much misdirection there is by the political by literally like presidential candidates people in office uh the fact that the media is 24 7 it's at our fingertips it's mm-hmm. happening all the time it's actually opening up the possibility for people to go deeper and to red pill in their own way by pursuing the the inconvenient truth, the one that's like, wow, Biden is saying shit that makes absolute absolutely no sense. Uh, <laughs> it's actually borderline batshit yeah. crazy, and uh, I should probably read up on what this guy's policies actually are and what he's done for the African American community for yeah. uh, and. and Conversely, like what the other candidate has done for mm-hmm. uh, for my community, so it's it's just uh, like that's what I hope. Um, that's that's what you know. This podcast has been about for me is like getting into and not just like bullshit things like 
granted, like I, I fully admit that like I, you might not know uh, who the politicians in, in every state are or like exactly what each individual's policy is. Mm-hmm. But if you can get your bearing on the way that people are actually making moves in the government and the way that the government is interacting with business and that those entities are interacting with you as an individual, you're going to be better off. You're going to have a better, uh, a better footing in society. If you have a, a good understanding of what, like, what does it mean when Elon Musk says, take the red pill? Like, right. is he talking about those weird forums online or is he talking about just yeah. follow the inconvenient truth? And like, Yes. Taking a step back and not getting triggered and instead taking a curious posture is, at least for me, it helps me sleep at night and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't upset me. You know, like I think a lot of people are when they, especially Tesla owners who now have to trade in their, their Tesla for a Prius. We got no options. The car, the car doesn't operate anymore, you know, because it's just something stupid. I, I don't think it was stupid. I agree with him, but he said something on Twitter that, you know, who I, what I say last week, Jackie from Westchester didn't like. So. Yeah. <laughs> Again, sorry to all, sorry to all Jackie from Westchester. I'm sure many of you are incredibly nice, woke individuals. Um, but yeah, it, it's uh, like, I, I'd like to take that approach now to a lot of things like, okay, um, I, forgot, I forgot where I heard it. Someone said, as soon as the media and like not like specifically just news organizations, because now we have like all the social media stuff, but like famous, famous actors and whomever athletes, as soon as they say everyone's like this one person is like the answer and doing a great job. Like you instantly need to say to yourself, like, yeah, it's probably not true. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm a naturally contrarian. Like I don't believe that person, which it backfires on me at times. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, this guy's full of shit or this guy's actually an asshole. And it's like, oh no, he's seems like I should be a genuinely good individual. Yeah. Well, um, <clears throat> the, the one that I've like really noticed it on and it's become kind of like a, a hot button thing for me because uh, I'll be moving back to the state of New York this summer at some point. Um, the whole governor Cuomo, how he's handling the, the COVID stuff. It's yeah. like he is he has objectively done a horrendous job like just flat out he should not be governor i don't know if they i don't know if the, ele- the new york uh, the election for governor is in november or if it's in another two when, i don't know when it is but he should not be governor anymore because it's like and i'm i'm taking this from the the people who vote for him the lefty democrat hardcore lefty democrat new york i mean you grew up in new york as well like and you're even you're close to the city so you're like hard democrat yeah i was i was far i was you know a couple hours upstate from you which is more rural and while i'm around you know the capital of the state so a lot of state workers so a lot of democrats like you definitely have your like gun-toting republican types as well Mm -hmm. so it's like you look at it's like okay what state has had maybe california's come up near it but uh, i don't know the exact numbers but it's either number one or number two. I'm pretty sure the number one. What state has had the most deaths? New York. New York. Most yeah. of their deaths came from nursing homes. 
he forced nursing homes to take COVID patients. Like when we know that the most vulnerable part of the population was, you know, essentially the elderly, specifically elderly with pre-existing conditions, but the elderly. He goes on CNN. He's interviewed every time by his fucking loser brother who had COVID-19, violated, was documented violating his quarantine, even though I personally am like, whatever, go do, go live your life. But that's not what you say. Was caught on camera out, I don't know, he's at a mall or wherever he was allowed to go at the time. I, I don't know. Caught outside of his home on camera. Then posted a video of himself coming out of quarantine, out of his, I think it was his basement, coming out of quarantine like he was, you know, just got out of a, a fucking Nazi concentration camp. Like, oh my God. Like, like th- that... Cuomo was interviewed by his brother, who's that kind of guy, so clearly a dishonest individual. And then when they get on there in the interview, they sit there and they joke around like it's me and you at a bar, like, hey, man, you got kind of a big nose for that cotton swab. Did they get everything? Oh, did you call mom? It's like, what? Like, this is your guy. This is your leader. This is the heart and soul of the country. This is the guy that showed some kind of leadership. Like, take a step back for a second. Just here, do me a favor. Take everything I just described, everything I just described, and change the name from Andrew Cuomo to Donald Trump. People would be losing their shit. They'd be like, oh, we got to hang this guy in the streets. Like, losing their minds. Because of the name, not because of the actions. But it's like, look, look what this guy did. Like, this is your guy. This is, this is the guy you believe in. Like, no, you're, take a step back for a second. Just look at what I said. Objectively, did a horrendous job. No one should praise him. He should be voted out of office whenever the next election. Vote literally anyone else in, and they'll probably do a better job. Uh, vote you in, Gerald. You'll do a better job. And it's, it's like, fun, man. And, uh, you know, I, I just, that was like a very red, that's a good re- example of like a red pill moment. It's like, that is. Take the, take the parties out of this, take your pre existing notions that, like, you know what? You probably voted for Cuomo if you're a New Yorker and you support him. Like, you probably voted for him. I understand the, because yeah, I you know I'm a human too. I have the same feelings. Like I understand the kind of um, embarrassment you might feel inside when you're like, "Oh shit!" You know, I voted for this fucking guy. Like I thought this guy was the right answer, and this is what he did. Just like, you know, I'm sure someone who voted for Trump, and it's like if you actually look at like what a Trump supporter wanted out of him when he ran, yeah, what he's done. It's like the guy's been horrendous. He's been terrible. He's Drain the swamp. I'll end all these wars. You know, the Federal Reserve needs to be checked out. And it's like, like every other president, he's fallen right in line with like, nope, we'll, you know, we'll stay over in Syria. We'll lower interest rates to zero. We'll, blah, 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 blah. And sign off on big government policy, X, big government policy, Y, that, you know, uh, infringes on everyone's freedoms. Like, he's been no better than anyone else. So it's like, but a Trump supporter can't say like, yeah, you know what? I probably fucked up voting for this guy. He's really done a bad job. I thought he was going to be this, but he's not. A Cuomo supporter can't sit there and be like, yeah, you know what? I thought this guy was all right, but he's just a douchebag politician like the rest of them. They just, no one, a lot of people can't come and say that. Like there was a, um, you know, the, the people that kind of are accepting that Joe Biden probably shouldn't be the Democratic nominee for president. It's like, which he shouldn't. Let's just, I'd like to go on record as saying he shouldn't. Um, 
Yeah. They said, like, oh, a good replacement for him, Andrew Cuomo. It's like the guy I just described, that should be the guy running for president. Like, you don't have anyone better than that. Like, really? I mean, I don't know. That's just my um, opinion. That he's, a, he's a great example of needing to become red-pilled. Like, look, look at, like, actually look at the facts here. This guy sucks. <laughs> Dude, it's funny. Because, you know, when the whole COVID thing was first starting to unfold, uh, he was getting so much, uh, so much praise. So oh. much praise. Oh, yeah. About how it was being handled. Uh, yeah, and I had no idea that he, uh, but I'm looking at a headline. Uh, uh, I mean, it's the New York Post, so take this with a grain of salt. But Andrew Cuomo managed to kill grandma. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he, he basically saying managed to kill grandma and New York's economy with it, too. So obviously yep. they are uh, fairly critical of how he responded. Um, yeah, and then... <laughs> uh, it's very, very, very interesting. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's a great, there's a great video. I, I never saw the video. I heard it um, just on a podcast, but I, I believe it's a video. It was Chris Cuomo, his brother, was out somewhere. I don't know, somewhere in New York, and uh, you know, uh, a troll asshole type guy like ran up to him with the camera, and and the joke behind it being that like, so I don't know if you know this. Uh, Andrew Cuomo's father used to be the governor of New York, Mario Cuomo. Mm -hmm. Know that? Yep. Okay, so um, I don't know how long ago that was, but uh, he, so essentially he's there because of his dad, let's be real. And uh, so Chris Cuomo, oh, you're, you're, you're just a CNN anchor. You know, you're not the governor of a state, you're a CNN anchor. So the joke was he's, uh, I guess it's from the Godfather, he's Fr Frito, Fredo, however you say Fredo. it. Fredo, yeah. like you're Fredo. And so someone walked up to him and, and I don't know, the, on the street or something in the mall and says, I'm like, hey, Fredo, what's going on? And the guy like freaked out. That's like saying the N word to us, you know? And I'm like, dude, <laughs> no, it's not like saying that actually. You're, they're referencing the Godfather. The word you're referencing was, uh, you know, slavery and Jim Crow South, which is a yeah. rougher than being the dumb brother from the Godfather. Like, but that th there you go. I mean, that's like the type of guys we're talking about. Like he's got no concept of reality whatsoever. Like none. He he actually said that. Like screamed that at someone as they're recording him. Like, do you have any self awareness whatsoever? Do you have any idea what you're saying, man? So that's that's the guy that's you know one of the lead anchors on CNN that's interviewing the supposed democratic leader of the country during COVID-19. Like, there you go. That's, that's what that is. Like, that's a farce. Those guys are just buffoons. You know, I think if, uh, the democratic party would, would red pill, they would probably find themselves in a better situation, maybe with somebody who could, uh, actually inspire, uh, you know, inspire a movement behind them. Yeah, the Democratic Same. taking the red pill. If you're a dem, especially if you're dem, like a, a Democrat or left leaning or whatever, let's just say you vote Democrat. Okay, if you vote Democrat, like a red pill hurts even more than if you're a, if you vote Republican, just because like the I guess like the if you were to 
not that I think either party actually promotes these ideas, but if you're really, really going to dive into it, like the Republican Party is supposed to, supposed to support like individual freedom, minimal government, everyone yeah. can figure it out for themselves. And the Democratic Party's argument against it is like, oh, we need to help everyone and blah, blah, fucking blah. And like your whole thing has been like, I guess I want to say like kindness to others around you, even though it's, you're doing it by force and I can get into that a little bit, but like kindness to others and helping everybody out. And then your red pill is basically that your whole thing has been just a complete lie. Like they don't care about anybody else. They're just trying to be impact. Like I said, uh, the end of last, last conversation we had like Barack Obama, the reason people, I, I think, the reason people defend him so strongly is like they thought he was, he's our first black president. He's going to lead to improve racial relations in the country. He's going to take us to this next level. And he's, he's fucking George Bush. He's George Bush with a, but was a much better public speaker. That's what he was. Sorry. Like that hurts. That hurts. Like, you were screaming on, uh, you're screaming at George Bush. You know, Kanye West is on television saying George Bush hates black people during uh, the Hurricane Katrina thing. Like, that's what the country thought of him. The guy started the worst war in American history in the Iraq War. Like, that's your guy. And Barack Obama is him, just better public speaker. That's the difference. And it's like the left is like they have to admit that, and that's that's tough. If you're a Republican, you kind of know your party's into like war and you know <laughs> really care about other people like we're going to do our own thing which there's i mean taking the war portion out of it there's some good things there like yeah empowerment of the individual like you have your rights right to own a gun or you know like let's uh you know keep the christian family values alive all that fucking shit but like a democrat's basically saying like not only do they not care about you, but they also want to go blow up other countries. They also want to, you know, become, give speeches to wall street for 500 grand, a, a fucking pop. And they're not giving speeches to 500 grand a pop because they really hammered down on the bankers and made sure that, you know, wall street paid its fair, paid its fair share. Uh, no, wall street wouldn't invite them. Like there's a reason why Bernie Sanders doesn't go speak, give speeches to, to fucking bank of America. There's a reason. As much as I disagree with Bernie Sanders on, 99% of what he stands for. We know he's not a fucking pro banker guy. And that's, and that's like, that's like why the red pill is so hard to swallow. Like you have to admit that the person that you thought was going to take your ideas and your beliefs and your wishes and bring them to life. That person lied to your face. They lied right to your face. Barack Obama lied to your face. Hillary Clinton, if she had gotten into office, would have lied to your face. Donald Trump lied to your face. They didn't, they, none of them did what they said they would do. None of them. And that's why the red pill is uh, controversial. Not because it's alt-right or, oh, all the racists say this. Like, they use that, like, they being people who disagree with it as, they view it as like a, you know, they, they say that to make it sound better. But it's like, it's really just, red pilling is admitting that you were wrong about a very, you know, several different very important issues. You were wrong. I can admit I was wrong. When I was younger, my parents are, I, I believe they're still registered as Republican. I, they generally don't want to listen to me talk politics anymore because I go off on a goddamn tangent. But uh, I was like, yeah, we need to go to a war. I mean, I was. Sure. 
13 or whatever, but like, yeah, we go to war in Iraq. Yeah. Get the guys in the middle East, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, it sucks to think like, imagine if I was 30 and I thought that, and then I got to look back 20 years later and be like, Ooh, shit. I really supported something that was pretty evil. Like, you know, it's gotta, it's gotta be, gotta be a tough thing to admit. I mean, I don't blame people for not wanting to be red pilled or, whatever the term you want to say is, but like you need to, like you need to, otherwise this shit you don't like is going to continue. Like we're going to continue having giant infringements on our rights. We're going to continue having horrendous responses to things like the coronavirus, or we're going to continue having media outlets embellish nonsense. I mean, it just, it's, you're not going to actually make anything better until you realize that these people we thought we're going to make aren't they aren't they're out for their own self-interest period that, that i guess that's my that's my soapbox on on that word yeah no it's it's definitely um an interesting time we're in and uh i'm, I'm curious to see where the democratic party will will take things if they come up with a different candidate, otherwise we're going to end up watching uh, a very, very difficult to watch, depending on who you are, a uh, series of debates. I mean, it's yeah. going to be pretty raucous. So, it's going to uh, be, I mean, just from a pure, like, I have my opinions of Joe Biden prior to the obvious early onset dementia. Like, you can't, you can't put a human being through that. Like, what do you, who... Yeah. And, and if you sit down and sat, like, if I sat him down, I'd be like, hey, man, are you really, like, fit to be running for president? I mean, of course he's going to say, yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. I can do it. Like, of course he is. Like, why? I mean, he wants to be president. He was vice president. Does one more rung up on the ladder for him to hit the pinnacle, you know what I mean? Like, of course he wants to be president. Of course he thinks he can do it. Like, someone needs to sit him down and honestly say, like, dude, this ain't for you anymore. I almost want to, like... I fucking die laughing every time I scroll through Twitter and I see Joe Biden's Twitter account and like see him write something. I'm like, obviously he didn't write that. I mean, I'm sure no presidential candidate controls their Twitter, not just him. I'm sure, well, Trump probably does, but Trump probably does. Yeah, I mean, if you read his tweets like that, I can actually see him. There's no, I'm like, there's no one. Yeah, nobody else wrote that. <laughs> <laughs> That's. Like, if someone else is responsible for, for Donald Trump's image to society, that's not what they would put. That's Donald Trump. But, um, which actually is kind of an endearing quality, despite the fact that it's insane. But, um, like, Joe, like, clearly you don't, like, write your tweets. I mean, clearly you don't write your tweets because they're, you know, all spelled correctly. There's correct punctuation. They're somewhat clever. Like, clearly it's not you. I mean, the guy can't read off a teleprompter. He can't read his speech. If he had to sit down at the Democratic National Convention and read a speech for, I mean, the speeches are generally pretty long at that. I want to say they're like 15, 20 minutes. Let's just say they're 15 minutes. That guy has to look at a teleprompter for 20 minutes on a stage and read something without screwing it up once. I would put the over under on his first mess up within 30 seconds. Like, why is this guy your candidate? Like, what? Why did you decide he was the one? Like, what I, I need to talk to the people who actually rig these elections and be like, why did you pick this guy? Like, what are you doing? You're embarrassing yourself. Like, 
this is the guy you picked? At least when you picked Hillary Clinton, it was like, you know, she could form a sentence. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, maybe next week we'll have more material to, uh, I'm sure we will. We'll, we'll have more material to go through and to uh, see what kind of uh, trouble old Joe is getting into. Oh, I'm sure he'll do something dumb. Yeah, and uh, until then, um, is there anything else you want to go over to, to finish this off? I think, uh, I think I've kind of said all I want to get into in this one. Yeah, I just think it's, um, I mean – we kind of we I kind of ranted a little bit and we went you know on a couple of different you know side streets off this main highway talking about the red pill. Um, I would say to anybody that you know um, is trying to wonder like you know, what does what does red pill mean or what should I do or how should I go about this? You know, I kind of bitched about Cuomo. So if you're a Cuomo supporter, right? What should you do? Um, there's a, a great podcast out here, Gerald. Uh, I know you and I have talked about the podcast, uh, a man named Jason Stapleton. He always says the three most powerful words in the uh, English language are, it's my fault, right? To kind of take some self-ownership. Kind of twisting that a little bit. Um, use another three words to say, maybe I'm wrong. But all you got to say, maybe I'm wrong. Take a look at your guy, your beliefs, your whatever it is that kind of guides your thought process and be like, you know, is there something wrong with this? Like, if you're a Republican, do they really support small government and my individual rights and blah, blah, blah? Eh, probably not. If you're a Democrat, do they really support, like, helping people out with policy? Like, how much have they, you know, if you're Joe Biden sitting there saying, yeah, if you're not, you're not black unless you vote for me, how much has he really helped the black community? Like, just take a look at his history and see what he's done. I mean, maybe he has. I doubt it. Maybe he has, but he probably hasn't. And like, just be willing to accept that maybe you're wrong. That's the message I would tell everyone to take out of this one. Maybe you're wrong. Nice. I like it. All right, man. All right. Tune in next time. All right. Good talking, man.